Oh, spot on Adelaide. Great to have your company. Nine o'clock on a Saturday morning means it's dead set legends time. The Brisbane Lions were supreme last night and the former skipper of that joint, Tom Rockliffe, is here. Hello, mate. Yeah, massive win for the Brisbane Lions last night, wasn't it? I think the last time they won there was back in 2014. Yes. Yeah, my 100th game. Oh, wow. Um, Wedge that in there. I think I had 43 that (laughs) night. Didn't get the three votes. Dane Zorko did. So the new captain got the three votes that night, but they were outstanding. So good to see them head off back to the MCG. They'll take on Geelong next week, but uh, I think we're in for another cracking game tonight. And good luck to everyone in grand finals today. Local footy, there's plenty of grand finals going. and. Of course, you're in one. Yes, the I Meadows. am. I am in one. We uh, we take on Gumracket today, so it should be good fun. Hey, speaking of the uh, the the now captain of the Brisbane Lions, Dane Zorko is going to join us next. But uh, look, I'll tell you what, he's a biggish name, but oh. there's no bigger than Travis Head who's on board. <laughs> Heddy, hello, mate. Boys, thank you for having me. Geez, oh. rocks up and about. Isn't he? I thought he's going to come in full Lions kit this morning. Oh God! On the text last night, it's uh, it was a huge night for him, and he's up and about. I, I tried to put the jumper on this morning, and uh, <laughs> it didn't get past the boots. Oh no! It got stuck. And that, and that was the Brisbane one when he was in real time, <laughs> let alone the Port Adelaide thing. Real Nick 2014, Rob. Uh, okay, next. Dane Zorko is going to join us. Oh, this is brilliant. I think it's a great story with the Brisbane Lions. And if you're a Melbourne fan, she's a sombre morning straight sets. But Dane Zorko to join us next to talk about everything Brisbane last night here on 104.7. Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends with Tom Rockliffe, Tomo and Travis Head. And the Lions were absolutely super last night as we welcome the five-time best and fairest for the Brizzy Lions and the captain of that four of the uh, of the club as well, I should say. Dane Zorko, hello, mate. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Zorks, you must be over the moon. Your club has been through turmoil for the last couple of weeks, mate, and the MCG hoodoo is over. Congratulations to you. Yeah, it was obviously... Uh... Yeah, great to get that little bit of a monkey off our back. But, um, yeah, I thought last night's effort, um, you know, is exactly the way we want to play our sort of football going forward. And we sort of found a little bit of our identity last night. And uh, Fingers crossed we can continue that on for a few more games yet. Now, we know what happened a couple of weeks ago, Zorks. Um, You had to apologise, and and that all got taken care of from all reports, and I've spoken to a fair few of your teammates. Everything that was coming your way that night was just as bad, if not worse, being said to you. How did you handle that scenario? Uh, Well, it's just sledging, isn't it, Tom? And um, I guess I sort of tried to put it behind me. You know, the support uh, and the network around me was fantastic, and um, all the boys in the whole club, uh, just threw their arms around me and, uh, you know, just got on with got on with what we had to do. Um, you know, we obviously understood the position we were in and what we are hopefully embarking on. And, um, you know, I, I probably can't thank the club and, and all the boys enough for their support over the last few weeks. And I guess last night was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we all just, you know, we tried to put all that niggling stuff behind us and, and whatever they tried to throw at us. You know, just try and leave that on the back burner and just play and play the football and play that approach and bring our pressure and our heat. And um, We did that last night. No, you were super last night. And the, the last two weeks have been two very different styles of games that you've gone into. It was a shootout against Richmond. And then last night was a bit of game of defence. I want to take you back to the first 20 minutes of last night, though. They were certainly up and about, the Demons. They could have put you away had they kicked straight. But after about the 20-minute mark, you got your game going and played your brand of footy. Were you really proud of the group being able to turn that around mid-quarter? Yeah, definitely. I thought we, we knew we just had to hang in there. We know Melbourne's such a fast-starting team. And the last few times they played us, they've really uh, put, us on, put us to the sword really early. But we knew we had to be in the fight. Um, 
and thankfully, you know, they didn't kick as straight as what they did up at the Gabba a few weeks ago. We were able just to grind our way back into it. Um, but the fact that we were only 22 points down at half time gave us a really strong belief. Um, teams that have been with Melbourne throughout the, the season have gone on to beat them, have been thereabouts at half time with them. So the fact we're able to get a goal late and take a little bit of momentum into that break um, certainly gave us the confidence to go on with it. And then our third quarter, we knew that was the quarter we had to make a move. And um, the tide turned a little bit, you know, momentum started going our way. Our pressure went absolutely through the roof, which was probably the hallmark and, and something I'm super proud of the boys for. Um, and from there, we were able just to get our game style going. We made it tight. We made it yucky at times, but we understood that's what it was going to take to beat Melbourne. Um, they've been such a fantastic side the last 24 months, and um, it was nice to uh, to finally get one over them. Yeah, it would have been fantastic, Zork. Uh, uh, so um, just going on to next week, Geelong are uh, going to be huge. Um, what are the things, obviously you talk about that style, you talk about the style that you had a couple of weeks ago that looked completely different to, to last night. What are the things you think you need to, during the week, you want to start right on the uh, on the bounce there? Yeah, well, Geelong are completely different to Richmond and Melbourne. You know, they probably try to own the ball a little bit more. They chip and mark a lot, um, build up their play, and then obviously enter the likes of Cameron and um, Tom Hawkins and Gary Rowan, who's having a fantastic season. So it's completely different again for that. Um, but we know and we understand that around the contest, if our pressure is really hot around there, um, you know, every team's susceptible to that. So that's something that we'll be focusing on during the week. We'll obviously go back and watch that Collingwood game really intensely and find um, and see what we can find out with that. Um, but if we can bring what we brought in that second half last night, it's going to be a great contest. No, you'll be pumped, mate. I reckon you're in for a bloody good shot there. And just quickly on Joe Danaher, mate. Obviously, had uh, had shot back up to Brisbane for the birth of his first child. And uh, didn't Eric Hipwood stand up as well? How's all that going? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Joe welcomed a, a beautiful little girl into, awesome. into the world last night, which was absolutely amazing. We were quickly quick to get him on FaceTime after the game and do a bit of a yahoo, and he was holding the little one in his arms, and it was, uh, it was a pretty special moment. So that was awesome. But I thought Tom Fullerton, Eric Hipwood, Charlie, Cam, everyone in that forward line last night just stood up and did what they needed to do when was needed. And uh, Darcy Fort in the ruck was absolutely fantastic against arguably two of the best uh, ruckmen and the best ruck combination in the comp. So... Um, you know, everyone just played, pulled the right string at the right time last night. And, um, as I said, we hung in there long enough for, in the fight to uh, eventually get it on our terms and um, we're able to get the uh, fantastic club win. You out for a recovery run, Zorks. You sound like you're puffing a little bit there, mate. Yeah, I've just walked up a hill, Tom, with a coffee. So <laughs> <laughs> You sound like Rocky, actually. <laughs> That's me walking up the stairs. Now, Zorks, I've, uh, I've just cast an eye over the best players last night, and you're not in there, but I think you were um, instrumental in getting the lines going. We know you won that centre clearance, and yep. you had some really big moments last night. But, but the guy I want to speak about is Jared Berry. His role in that yeah. second yep. half, had he not gone to Oliver, shut him down, but also find at 22 times the other way off him. I think his role last night was super. Well, that was absolutely remarkable, that half of football. I mean, Dev Robertson had the job on Oliver early and, um, you know, Oliver was going all right, but we thought Dev did a really good job. And then um, credit to Fags for making the switch and putting Bears in who, you know, we're trying to make a, a permanent wingman who could do that long distance running and not come off. But, you know, he said to Fags midweek, he goes, I want the job. And at half time, Fags said, right, I made it all yours. And what he was able to do to probably arguably one of the best midfielders in the comp um, was unbelievable. So hopefully that gives him a hell of a lot of confidence. Probably the best game that I've ever seen him play. Um, he's probably had higher disposals in the past, but what his ability to win the ball in those crucial moments and one-on-one battles, um, it's something that I hadn't seen from Bez before. And 
um, you know, he was an absolute game changer for us. He was huge. And before we let you go, Zorks, Link McCarthy just letting Pets know he had a bit of dust in his eyes a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> nah, well, what happened was he, just, he, had, he had a little nick on his eye and he was just rubbing it. Like, oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I thought yeah. there was a, a little scratch or a bit of vaso just had to wipe off, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, he was giving it to Link a fair bit beforehand of that. So, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, but um, yeah, don't worry. We've let Link know about it. Ah, you're a star, mate. The skipper of the Brisbane Lions. Welcome. Thank you so much for jumping on board the Dead Set Legends. Good stuff, guys. Cheers. Green Zorks. Boys, breaking news. Aaron Finch is going to retire after tomorrow's last one-day international. We're going to get fresh off the press. Travis Head's reaction next. Dead Set Legends. 20 minutes past 9 o'clock for your Saturday morning. Tom Rockliffe, Tomo, and Travi Head joins us for the next month on the Dead Set Legends. And it's good timing, to be honest, because Aaron Finch has just come out and uh, there's been a presser just done then on cricket.com.au and he's set to retire after one more one-day international. He's been a star, hadn't he, Hetty? Yeah, huge news. Um, 145 ODIs, just under a tick under 40. He's fourth on the list and uh, hundreds with 17. So with the World Cup in 2015, he been massive for the one day team obviously be disappointed been under some pressure but now I think it's yeah, time to celebrate what's been an unbelievable career so 1700s I think you know that just rolls off the tongue as well but he has got us out in so many of so many bad patches for so long as well and the Look, and I'll put my hand up. I was critical over the, the last probably year as well. And, and it's probably, we don't want to remember him for his last year, but what he's been able to do for his whole career is brilliant. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. Him and David Warner at the top of the order has probably been iconic over the last 10 years mm. in, in one day cricket. And they've been a unbelievable partnership. And it's, yeah, they, we're going to obviously miss it very much in that Australian career team. Just to confirm, he's only retiring from one day, so yep. he'll continue to be captain of the T20s. I think it goes back to 2020. He had a really good season. He averaged 56 with the bat that year, but since then, he's really struggled. They've only played the 13 games. They didn't play any one days last year. He's averaged 13 since then in the next 13 games, but... Um, for him now, he'd look back and he'd be pretty happy with the career he's had as a, a short-form captain of, the, of Australia. 100%. I think he's led us very well in that format of the game. I think, like you said, I think this could be the pressure off him into this World Cup. So there's been a lot talked about it over the last month on where his form's at in one-day cricket, but T20 cricket's completely different. And then I think you as one person, Rock, who's retired and that relief, uh, something that you can, I guess, tell the listeners on how that feeling is and, and what that could loosen him up into the World Cup. Yeah, I think it certainly will. I, I was sort of immediate and didn't play after that, but for it takes a lot of weight off your shoulders. And the pressure, there's been so much noise around him for a couple of years now because it's not only the international stuff. He has, he's hardly made a run in the BBL when mm-hmm. he's come back as well. So he's found it trying at times and the Australian public are jumping up and down wanting his head and, and that's what happens unfortunately that's <laughs> everyone wants to, to make runs and there is some good good players in the wings waiting but to, for him to retire a lot of weight lifted off his shoulders he'll probably go out there and play with freedom tomorrow and hopefully scores a big score for his sake and Australia's sake. Well, speaking of uh, players in the wings there, Rock, does that open up a spot for our man Henny at the top of the order? Is that, uh, you know, and I, I we don't want to be disingenuous to Finchie that, you know, jumping in his grave here or anything, but is there a, an opportunity for you looking forward, do you think, Henny? Yeah, I think a few guys now, and, and hopefully, yeah, we've got a little bit of time, obviously the World Cup, and then there's a, a little bit of a block, but yeah, it gives, it gives the Australian team 12 months to have a look at what that next opportunity is for the World Cup, and it's going to be a hugely important 12 months, and yeah, always want to be in all form, all forms of the game. Love it. He, he's very modest when, when the microphones are on. Oh, when the when the microphones oh, wow. are off, he was oh, like, oh, "I'm in." Yep, oh, that's no. me. Me and D- Davey now we'll open the batting that's for Australia. It. You did say that, Hetty, and then you were doing push-ups in the corridor. It was a little. <laughs> we bit definitely weird. know that's not the case. I wasn't doing push-ups. That's for sure. The listeners will know. We don't want to fall them early. One hundred four point seven triple M. Triple M. <laughs>
This motorsport update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Oh, on the line is our good mate Greg Rast, who is flying at the moment with his podcast. You can get that on the listener app. Good morning to you, Rusty. Good morning, Legends. How are we? Oh, mate, top of the world. Hey, before we get into the supercars and the F1, can you tell us about the plans for a short TV series on the legendary Dick Johnson? This is actually uh, really cool news. It came out of another pod that I do for listener called The Grill, and I work with the actor Shane Jacobson on that, the funny man, the the comedian. And uh, we were talking to Dick Johnson, and in the course of that, Shane revealed that he has seen what they call a a pitch deck or, or an initial pitch for a six-part uh, doco-style TV series um, on the great Dick Johnson that kind of charts his path from when that rock at Mount Panorama um, ruined his race in the early 80s and how people phoned up Channel 7 at the time and offered to donate all sorts of money. Ford matched it, and his whole career and whole world changed in that moment. So... Um, there's good plans afoot. A very good director is uh, is a part of this, and um, I'd love to see it fly. I reckon that'd be a, a great story on, a, on an iconic Aussie sports person. Now, Rusty, you're at the Pukeko Wee Circuit in Auckland, and it's <laughs> final ever supercar race meeting in this legendary track. Uh, full house. Stopping Shane Van Gisberg at his home will be enormously difficult. Yep, yeah, he'll be very hard to beat. They, uh, they, the Kiwis call it Pukakoi, and it's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, fa- it's famous. I mean, it's, it's been the kind of place that the legends of Formula One would come to over summer back in the 60s and 70s. We've seen some unbelievable names here. We are really going to miss this place. And from Greg Murphy kind of dominating in the, in the early 2000s through to battles with Van Gisbergen and McLaughlin in, in you know, the relatively recent past. So, Final time supercars will be here. Shane was in the top four yesterday, had a couple little issues, but Anton Di Pasquale was the fastest for Dick Johnson Racing, and both of those DJR Mustangs are in pretty good shape going into the second practice very shortly. And Rusty, the third F1 race in as many weekends there at Monza in Italy. Dan Ricciardo won there 12 months ago. He's been linked to Mercedes now. Now, this is an interesting one. It's been kind of uh, mooted, if you like, by a very respected journal on the basis of why wouldn't he go there? And the suggestion is, obviously, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell are in the front line there. But are Daniel Ricciardo in a reserve driver role with one year maybe left on Lewis Hamilton's kind of contract and, and plans, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad place to be. So it would kind of be a year on the sidelines, but with a very good team and ideally placed if he needed to cover for somebody or to, you know, maybe get that opportunity to step back into the front line. Lewis has, has said he believes Dan deserves a, uh, a front-running ride with a good team full-time on the grid in Formula One. So Ferraris look pretty handy overnight there at what they call the Temple of Speed in Italy. Qualifying is tonight. And it was Mercedes, it wasn't Mercedes, like Rock put it, was it Rusty? Oh, you're a good man, Rusty. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, brother. Love it, guys. Thanks for the laugh. Cheers. That's Rusty for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Now he's got to do the unusual to try and keep the ball in. Oh, boy. He's pinned lever. That's it. He's pinned lever. So McStay will have a shot in the boundary. Give it back to him, Jake. Are they going to give you 50 against you? They've given 50 against you. Just lost focus. That will be the end of Melbourne's Premiership defence.
The game was arguably done before that moment, but that certainly sealed it, Rock. The 50 against Jake Lever. The, yeah, it, really, really staggering stuff. Put the Lions into a prelim. It certainly did. It was, yeah, staggering. He gave away the free kick, reacted upset, as, as he can be, but you've got to give the ball back. He had five warnings, I reckon. And you can say that the crowd was loud, but the umpire was standing right next to him and he had no interest in giving the ball back, was waiting for the replay to pop up on the screen. I don't, don't know why, because the replay is not going to change the umpire's mind. <laughs> Get on with it. But uh, a, a cracking game of footy. And Melbourne started really well the first 20 minutes. They were all over Brisbane. It looked like Melbourne, how far? And, and unfortunately for the Demon supporters out there, they didn't kick straight. They kept the lines in the game. And, and Brisbane just found a way to, to hit the scoreboard at the right time, even just before half time when Melbourne looked like they were going to kick away again. Zorko wins that clearance and they get a goal on the half time sign, build a bit of momentum into that third quarter. And then that second half was uh, super from the Brisbane Lions. And the big change on the night was Jared Berry going to Clayton Oliver, completely changed the game. Yeah, incredible. So 23 touches in the second half for Barry. He was supreme. But Hetty, me and you were texting, mate, throughout the night. And 28 points, the Melbourne Footy Club got in front. And we thought, how far? Yeah, exactly. And I thought I said that to you. And Rock was very chipper about it last week, <laughs> yeah. about saying how he thought the Lions were a chance. And um, I think they, they come with a completely different brand. And that's something that yeah, is pretty special to be able to change that over the week to week. And Melbourne's uh, second halves have been questionable. And, and, and Lions were able to get it. And um, just that comeback was, was unbelievable. So... Yeah, huge week now leading into Geelong. Certainly does. And where does it leave Melbourne for you guys? Because everyone was talking dynasty, like they're going to win the next three or four flags. They're 10 and 0 at the start of the season, on looking like they're on their way to their second premiership. And mm. then they fold in the second half of the year, mm. out in straight sets. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it, it's is it a case of sort of dropping and then bouncing again? You know, we've seen Hawthorne do it in 08. They won the flag and then dropped down for a few years and won three in a row. I think this group's good enough. I really do. But, you know, if they if they do lose Jackson, which you, you probably put your house on at the moment, and if they do bring Grundy in, they're going to compete, surely. They'll compete. But, again, it's not fixing their problem for me. I, their forward structure, and they get the entries, and, and they look good. But if you can take out their, their weapons around the goal, and we've seen that last night where their, their forwards didn't have any impact on the game at all. Ben Brown, he, he was effective. Bailey Fritch, ineffective as mm. well. He, he didn't get – he kicked a couple of goals, I think, on the night, but he wasn't damaging. Pickett was good, but – that there's whispers that you might be able to get him out of Melbourne as well. So they've signed all their, their mm. guns on long-term contracts. Have they, have they stuffed it up there with their contracts? Have they signed them too long and now potentially poach players out of there? Well, I think you definitely, when you're signing nine-year deals, you lock yourself in. But the question would have to be asked, if you talk about that forward line, Rock, would you be going for a Grundy? Grundy's probably one of the best players in the competition. If you have Gorn and Grundy, I mm. think... Well, you'd think that you've got it pretty well covered, but if you can't kick the goals, you can't win the games, that, can you? That's right, and one would nearly have to play permanently forward, and if that's Max, I, I think they've seen them try that over the last five or six weeks, and it hasn't worked. Yep. He's been good at times down there, hits the scoreboard, but he's a pure ruckman that then can rest forward. So for me, they should go after a key forward. Who that is, I'm not sure. Who, who can you get out? Um, potentially Lobb, he's been linked to uh, the Western Bulldogs, but... Anyway, moving on from that game now, we'll go, go forward to Collingwood, take on the Dockers, 6.55 local time, Adelaide Live. Hear all the action live here on Triple M. This should be a ripping contest. Oh, and, you know, 90-odd thousand, but you've played in front of 90-odd thousand with the Boxing Day test, Travi. What an experience that was, firstly. And what would the blokes be feeling when they're about to run out tonight? He'd be chomping at the bit. Um, <laughs> I haven't, yeah, I haven't had the privilege to run out and crushing the bodies. You're, you're walking out and trying to hit this little red thing that looks like a marble. But, um, no, it's, it's going to be a huge contest. I reckon Frio go under the radar, yeah. obviously being a football watcher, you don't watch much of them, um, but 
mate, they are coming. I reckon they are a huge chance, and it'll be a huge upset, I guess, at, at the G, where Collingwood have been so good, but I think Collingwood also due a little bit. Can you see them getting it done, Rob? They're a team that stays in the contest. They're mm. much like Collingwood, and we know that Longmuir came from Collingwood, so he he's, knows the setup. And for me, Fremantle, they were gone last week. Oh. We were on the text watching mm. the game, said it's all over, it's finished, that um, Western Bulldogs are through, and they just found a way to hang in there, and, and that's what both these teams do this year. So it's going to be a ripping contest, and I think we're, we're set up for an amazing final tonight, I think. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think it's going to be neck and neck all night, like, like we've seen through the whole final series so far. I, I'm leaning towards Collingwood. I think they'll win at the MCG. I don't think anyone can beat Sydney next week either, so it's, I think they're just making up the numbers. But tonight should be a ripping contest. Both teams really strong defensively. Who gets on top? Does, does Adams being out for mm. Collingwood hurt them a little bit? Brayshaw and, and the guys through the Freeman and Sarong, Freeman's midfield may get on top. If we're looking at the stats here, Hedy, it's very, very rare that uh, teams that finish in the top four go out and straight, so especially both in a weekend as well. So we've seen that Melbourne do it last night. I think Collingwood would be too good. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it, there's been upsets throughout, hasn't there? Mm. So, like, look at the whole final series. How close has it been? There's been We've been on edge of our seat every game we've played, so no doubt again to, tonight's going to be much the same. Eight minutes away from 10 o'clock. 104.7 Triple M. This is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tomo, and the newest member is Travis Head. He's joining us for the next month while Ferg's oh, jetted off, lining the pockets, if you don't mind, over in India, which Cha-ching. is in- incredible. So, Rocky, what we're going to do is a little bit of a, a getting to know Travis Head segment. Oh, yes. Looking forward to this one because he's a, he's a great character. He's yep. out there. He's an Australian player, but we don't know that much about him, do we? He's pr- flies under the radar a little bit. Yeah, it's fair to say. And whatnot. So let's start off with uh, the wife-to-be and new baby. Yep, Jessica Davies. She's a lovely girl. Um, and Miller, welcome to the world a week ago. So um, met her at school, Trinity College, year 11. So, um, yes, yeah, a couple of years apart and then back together. Um, it's been amazing. Hey, congratulations as well. We've spoken to you on air. Obviously, you jumped in last week, but Miller's going all, all well, mate. And how's dad life going for the first week? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's tough. Uh, definitely learning on the go and got to keep on your toes. Um, but yeah, it's a couple of sleepless nights, but we'll work through it. Now, you say you met your partner at Trinity College. So <laughs> yeah. um, well, let's go into the education part of things here. Travis, how'd we go? So we got through year 12, correct? Uh, socially, I got through year 12. Um, <laughs> that's about the best way I put it. Um, yeah. Mum and Dad, uh, probably the best money did they did spend because I met Jessica. Yes. Um, and I, I let them know about that. And that's about it. It all come from it. So what were you doing? What subjects in Year 12 were we at? Yeah, I did uh, maths, um, PE, um, woodwork, yep. stock standard ones. Um, <laughs> dropped, dropped a couple of subjects and did cricket. Um, How do you and, do cricket as a subject? Oh, you, you just had to do a few research projects throughout the year. And uh, I mixed that in with a TAFE course doing uh, baller making, which okay. I thought was good in the summer. I uh, yeah. put my welder kit on and... and, and <laughs> Swept my ringer out, but um, that maybe halfway through that one as well in year twelve didn't quite tick the boxes there. Um, so yeah, um, so you're an Australian cricketer, oh, state captain, supreme. You would have got A plus for cricket yeah. subject at school. Uh, e, E, E. Yeah. How do you get how? how do you get an E and then you've got twenty seven test matches to your name with an average of forty? Well, there's a reason why I think I got two Bs in PE and maths uh, is because I spent the extra what five or six lessons a week. Yeah. Doing that. Okay. Uh, so prioritised. I was good when I wanted to put my head down, but then woodwork was also a miss for me. Um, so woodwork and cricket were a pretty free hit. Yep. He knew the money was coming, so he oh, did yeah. maths to make <laughs> sure yeah, that he could yeah, work out his contracts and where all his, uh, all his money was going. Uh, after a big series win, what's the go-to beverage? Uh, whatever's the coldest. Um, <laughs> and I don't fuss. I, I 
whatever's going to be there the longest, I think. Um, so I probably go for the the lower end, whatever that may be. Um, mm. Let the let the the high noses and the high socks have the the real nice quality stuff, and I just come in from the back end. We're talking about Forex tins off uh, off air there. there that's, they're a nice little help. Yeah, a Forex West End. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, just yeah, keep it nice and simple. Love drink, it. Drink responsibly, of course, oh, as well. Obviously. Um, okay, and who's who do you want to? So when someone gets out in the middle of the MCG or Adelaide Oval, or whatever, and and you've uh, you know you're, you're around and you because everyone does this, don't they? They they got to sneak in to see who spits it the most. Who is the who who is uh, just Hollywood that you want to see? There's a few, and obviously everyone has their moments. I think, <laughs> when, depending on when they are in their career. Um, for Australia, <laughs> Davey's a nice one. Davey has, Warner, yeah, Davey and Smithy. Um, he just doesn't think he should ever get out um, <laughs> against anybody, um, and I don't think he mind me saying that. He doesn't really rate many bowlers. He makes most bowlers look silly. Yeah. So if he gets out and I'm already out or um, waiting, um, yeah, nip down, grab a little water, stand in the corner for a little bit, look, a few stretches, make sure you're not looking, and make sure he doesn't see your shoulders puckering in the corner when you're giggling. Are you giggling? Oh yeah, it's, it's hard not to when there's bats flying. If there's a bat flying around, or a helmet, or verbals, or um, in the third person, Callum Ferguson was a cracker for it. Was as well he? a cracker? Just absolutely sprayed himself, oh. berated himself in the corner of the room for hours on end, uh, and it was just hilarious. It's a shame he doesn't do that in here when yeah. his stories go for half an hour. <laughs> What? Who's who's what? calm? Who's the best when they get out? No, best is is Marcus Harris, um, and I try to take a little bit of a leaf out of his book because I've had my moments as well. He comes in, grabs normally uh, a Coke Zero, um, <laughs> preferably a Coke Zero, um, sits in the corner, just watches the screen, and then just goes, mm, yep, and then just gets in the corner, takes his gear off, and strolls upstairs oh. and, and, and worries about the next one. So he takes oh, it the best. And and the last one for me uh, before Tomo goes the. Uh, why do you just dabble outside off off a short, oh, short length delivery? Jingy. Hard hands, don't I? Um, and, and and sometimes in Perth, it can get you down at third man. Is this a nice one? But yeah, I just get yeah. I just like feeling bad on ball rock, yeah, and then it. preferably, hopefully, no slips, and a little bit later in the day. And perfect. But yeah, everyone has their moments, don't they? Uh, just a quick one. Your be, your your best moment in cricket, Hetty. It's hard to go past New Year's Eve here at Adelaide Oval, but obviously being involved with the Australian Test team as well. Yeah, Australian Test team. Yep. Um, received my bay green and, and also the couple of Ashes that we've played. It's probably the most fun you, you're going to have in a couple of months. Um, to share it with them guys and to do what we've done over a period of time now is something that you'll look back on. You're a star, Hetty, and uh, a nice welcome addition to the Dead Set Legends here in Adelaide. Triple M. Ah, oh, whack, but how true it is. Oh. Travis Head joins the Dead Set Legends. This is superb. And I'll tell you what, Rocky. Our man's flying. Oh, he's flying. We've, we we replaced a couple of no-namers, though. Bernie Vince and Andrew Jarman, <laughs> Greg Blewett, Brad Evert. So yep. we're sort of, there's a few legends in here now. Well, as Bernie Vince just uh, is staring into the back of your head right there, Rock. Oh, he's here. <laughs> Travi, how are you going? The first hour done and dusted, mate? Feeling good. Time's flying when you're having fun, isn't it? So yep. um, no, looking forward to it the next little bit. Now, um, I think we just might have to bring something up because after <laughs> after 10.30, we... we Completely pranked you, Travis Head, and we uh, we were off air, but you thought we were on air. So coming up after 10.30, we are going to play the whole prank. Looking forward to it. Don't really watch that light in the corner of the room, so I don't really know the ins and outs of the radio studio. So yeah, you've got me a good one, boys. And his number's 04. No, no. Well, and this is, this is the thing. So Rocky has uh, pretended to give out his number live on air with a whole heap of double passes, and uh, Travis took it pretty cool, calm and collected, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> Much better than I would have. Yep. So we're going to play that whole thing out after 10.30 this morning. But right now, we're opening up the phones on 13353. We'd love the family to get involved here. 
Should have Joe Danaher played last night. So he jetted into Melbourne, um, and then the arrival of his daughter, I think, I think it yeah, was, which baby girl. yeah, Zork said. And as soon as that happened, he jetted back to Brisbane to go be next to his wife. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably of the domain that I, I thought it was the right thing to do. What are you thinking, Rock? Yeah, I think it's probably the right thing to do. I think um, as blokes, we'd all love to sit here and say, yeah, we'd play um, and, and we'd get to the berth as quick as we could. But when push come to shove, I think most of us would fold and want to be there for for the birth of our baby. I yeah. mean, Travis had just had one. He's taken the whole whole summer off, I think. He's had about missed three series already. Yeah, we'll just yeah, take re- a couple of months off. Yeah, reset that, Hetty. <laughs> so you've obviously had the, the birth of your daughter and you could have been involved with the one days at the moment. Yeah, it took some time. I think it's, yeah, it's so special and, and so important to be out, especially for the first. I think there's circumstances with all of these um, and your relationship with your partner. Yep. Um, and they all come into equation and you work that out and you make the best decision and I, I wouldn't miss it again in a world so I made the right decision. I think we saw it, yeah, saw it in the doco as well. So Matty Wade jetted off pretty quickly after the birth of his third. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think it was his third. Uh, Julia um, had the baby and then, yeah, two, three days after he got on the plane and, and that's what I mean by circumstances. That's probably his last chance of his career. I think it's been well documented yeah. that he come out and said that and Julia was pushing for him to go. So mm-hmm. I think that's the other end of the spectrum and Rocky, your thoughts? No, yeah, I certainly think for the birth of your child, you should be there. And then if you've got enough support around to be able to then go and play, if it's a couple of days later, if you've got grandparents or, or support networks around, I think that's fine. But for the actual birthing, I think it's important you're there f- with, with the mother of the, the baby, your partner, and for the birth. Well, you were on the rush hour last night up in Brisbane, and, and, and Dobbo, one of the announcers there, well, he took a different view. This is Dobbo v Rocky on the rush hour in Brizzy. Rocky, uh, what was your first reaction when you heard the news of Joe Danaher being uh, out of tonight's game? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Um, yeah, I think he's made the right decision at the end of the day. Oh, I know God. a lot of people out there will jump up and down, including you, Dobbo. Rocky, anyway, Rocky, stop. Grow a set, seriously. <laughs> I mean, this is, let, let's dumb it down. I understand what you're saying. And yes, I did put a post up because I love my kids and it was Father's Day. But guess what I had to do on Father's Day? I had 20 minutes with them because you know why? I had to go to work, I had to get on a plane, because you know what I had to do? I had to pay the bills. Guess what's on tonight? His job. Mm. And Dobbo is also divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and they were already born. Are you talking about Sunday? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, let's do this. I'm one triple three five three. Should have Joe Danaher played last night, or should he have been up there in Brisbane next to his lovely partner with the birth of the child? One triple three five three. We'd love to know your thoughts here, Adelaide. Hit us up. Triple M, 13 minutes past 10 o'clock, 104.7 on the dial. And we're also on listener as well, L-I-S-T-N-R. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockliffe, Tomo, and Travis Head is on board, which is fantastic for the next month. And Rock, we're asking the question on 13353, should a Joe Danaher played last night? He went up to back to Brisbane for the birth of his first child. Of course, yes. Pulling out of the final, um, a final at the MCG, must-win game, elimination, knockout from here. And uh, he pulled out to go back to Brisbane to be with uh, his wife and the, the baby as it was born. So I think he made the right decision. I think uh, most people would make that decision now. I think maybe 10, 20, well, probably 30 years ago yeah. now, a lot of blokes may have gone and played footy or, or played in that final, but I think family comes first for a lot of people now. Yeah, one triple three five three. if you want to get involved in the conversation. Now, Hetty, you've actually experienced this, mate, in the, in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, last Friday. So, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer for me, uh, especially number one, um, to... to be there for that so special so um, as Rock would know um, I think they've made the right decision I think it's been talked about a fair bit I think everyone's on the same page bar a couple that maybe for whatever reason and a little bit of generational as well so I think we've come a long way with that and, and 
the, our partners need to be supported very much through it. Well, I'll tell you, who wasn't on the same page was Dobbo up in uh, Brisbane. Dobbo he was on uh, on <laughs> up in the uh, the rush hour up there. Rocky jumped on the rush hour in Brisbane last night, and him and Dobbo whew, whew, exchanged some blows. Rocky, uh, what was your first reaction when you heard the news of Joe Danaher being uh, out of tonight's game? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Um, yeah, I think he's made the right decision at the end of the day. Oh, I don't know God. a lot of people out there will jump up and down, including you, Dobbo. Rocky, anyway, Rocky, stop. Grow a set, seriously. <laughs> I mean, this is, let, let's dumb it down. I understand what you're saying. And yes, I did put a post up because I love my kids. And it was Father's Day. But guess what I had to do on Father's Day? I had 20 minutes with them. And because you know why? I had to go to work. I had to get on a plane because you know what I had to do? I had to pay the bills. Guess what's on tonight? His job. And Hedy, you said you know, quite nicely that the kids were all grown up at that stage as well. Easy to have 20 minutes on Father's Day when they're already born. You're going <laughs> to witness the first time that you're going to witness them coming uh, out and you're going to be at the G. So, yeah. no, I think Joe made the right decision with that one. Just a quick one. Would would your thoughts change if they went down by two points last night, Brisbane Lions? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, you, you're a professional sportsman for a period of your life. 15 years, if you're lucky, you've got your kids for the rest of your life. Yep. I think it's important that family comes first now for for everyone. Head of yours? Yeah, well, he would have been closely near. He would have had a phone one yeah. side and the yeah. and lovely partner on the other, and mm. he would have been just closely watching it and would have been nervous at half time, but he gets another week to go there again. All right, let's go to the calls. One triple three five three. Should have Joe Danaher played last night. Out from Athelston. Hello, mate. Yeah, good day, boys. How are you? Good. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, definitely should have played in the first quarter. I thought, what's he doing out of the side? But then after, it's all good and well because he was first playing for Melbourne still. He'd probably uh, would have been playing in Melbourne, wouldn't he? he they wouldn't have. Uh, uh, they would have kept him in Melbourne, and I reckon he still would have been at the ground. But anyway. To, yeah, I like it's his job. He made it. Yeah. He made it back to Brisbane for the birth of the, of the baby yeah, overnight. Yeah, um, yeah. So you think he should have played, Alf? I look, it's a job, you know, like, I mean, you're committed to your job. And and look, in saying that, he hadn't got many years left. And to win a flag is more important. I think it is. Like, yeah, that's your job. You know, your kids, you're going to see your kid any, well, well, I'll probably get shot from my wife. That, <laughs> so you missed the birth of your kids to go to work? Um, I, I went to Perth, actually, for my job uh, at, at one stage, yeah, and he was and he was born. That was a second child, though. But yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, but I had to go to Perth on my job. That was committed. Yeah. All good for that. Good. Uh, I mean, thank you so much for that, Alf. Um, the other thing is with this, like, it's a different industry as well. The, like, the footy industry, you know, we saw Kristen uh, Petrarca went to work last night on a broken leg, Brock. Yeah, that's right. So you go through different scenarios and it's different for everyone. I think we're heading out to Adrian from Ross Trevor. What's your thoughts? Should Joe Danaher have played last night? No, I don't think he should have played. I think he made the right decision. Um, You know, they won last night. Just let it go. You know, he gets to play next week. Uh, If it was a grand final, could have been a, you know, different situation, a harder decision for him. But uh, yeah, it wasn't the grand final. Might have played out differently if it was the case, but you know, they won. Just let it go. What would you have done? Grand final, mate. What would you have done? Would you rolled the boots out or would you have been there? Uh, yeah, I would have played the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, nah, good stuff. Thank you very much, Adrian. Uh, lastly, we'll go to Hallett Cove. We've got Brenton. G'day, Brenton. Hey, how you going? Good, mate. Joe, uh, Joe Danaher, should have played? Yes or no? Uh, yes. Uh, sorry. No, he shouldn't have. Yeah. Sorry. Would you um, just get a tap on the mitt from the no. missus there? She just yeah. walked into the room. <laughs> no, no, sorry, I'm just in the car. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I personally, I've had three home births, so all my kids were born at home. Um, and personally, yeah, I think um, I'll be a dead man if if I wasn't there for yeah. any any of my you know, children's births. Um, 
And I think, you know, 20 years ago, it was it was a different story when, you know, men men were working and it was on one income and kind of things might have been a bit different as far as financially goes, whereas it's, um you know, now it's a bit more, you know, we've got the government funding and, you know, we're allowed to kind of have that time, yep. whereas back in the back in the day that there wasn't that, you know, any of that support. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, to be able to do that, so... No, like it there, um, Brentos. That's a very good call, mate. Thank you very so much for joining the Dead Set Legend. Now, Rock, would you have played a grand final? Um, is Shana listening? <laughs> I don't know. Be completely honest. Uh, grand final. Uh, no, I reckon we'd try and book it in at the start of the week yep. um, and get it out. I think, yeah, a grand final is certainly different. Mm. And particularly for me, I went through my career and only played two finals games. So a grand final, you'd be up and about. But I think he made the right decision last night to go home to be with his family. Well, that famous quote from Lee Matthews. Just no naughty gear in the summer. Yeah, and then, you, pick, you know pick, what I mean? Your time. Yeah, pick your time. <laughs> Matchbox 20 with 3 a.m. 104.7. Triple M. Triple M. 23 minutes past 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning. New look dead set legends for the next month. Tom Rockcliffe, Tomo, and Travis Head, who's absolutely flying, the big fella. We've got a prank we've played on Hetty on debut. <laughs> oh, we're no. going to reveal yeah. that after 10.30. Yeah. He thought we were off air. No, he thought we were on air, actually. We were actually off air, and we gave his number out, so we'll have to reveal all (laughs) after 10.30. But we got Bernie Vince on board. G'day, Bernard. G'day, boys. Uh, Good to see you all. How you going, Trav? Not bad. Working on debut. He said, yeah, I've been looked after early. Nice little prank there. So (laughs) nice to come up. What have you done now, Rock? Because Rock thinks he's quite funny on radio. So We we set him up. We said that he had uh, double passes, five double passes (laughs) to give away to the West Indies (laughs) test. All exclusive. In the sheds as well. Behind the glass. Inclusive of everything. Yep. Beer, alcohol, oh. and there was one VIP that they got to tour the change rooms with all the players. <laughs> yeah, each and night in the sheds with the boys. And then, what, what, the panic on his face? Oh, or... no, he was, he was calm, but then calm. his phone his phone started lighting up because I read oh, his no. number out. Oh, so you went down that path, <laughs> yeah. too. You got people to call him. Jeez. Oh, it, you... it was a more prep than we've ever done on this show, I reckon. <laughs> this is going oh. fair. This is going far and beyond what we normally do, but anyway. Now, 11, 11.30 local time today, mate. The rub kicks yes. off. Uh, how good is this? Because uh, Nuff Nuff is oh, the main staple. Uh, well, yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, it's a bit of fun. Uh, it's a good show. We, we enjoy it. Uh, normally, we're at the ground of the final, but there's no Saturday afternoon games uh, from now on. Only two games this weekend, obviously. So, uh, get to stay in Adelaide this weekend awesome. and do it down the line. So, um, we're getting to the pointy end of Nuff, though. So... We had a vote last year, so we got the prelims and then uh, then the grand final. So Bluey made the prelim last year because he butchered every, basically butchered every. He's improved Bluey this year, um, butchered everything he touched. So I'm sure Trav's already ahead of him uh, on the speaking terms. He doesn't need live reads yet. Trav, because that's where Bluey capitulates. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's on. Uh, there's no doubt. And I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself because, yeah, yeah, Blue and Ferg, it's just some competition. Yeah, he, had to, he had to read out a uh, racetrack over in New Zealand before. And he, uh, yeah, give it to Burn. How would Burn go with it? And he, he didn't quite get it out properly. Puck a Kelly circuit. <laughs> that's pretty good. And, that's uh, not bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. But now, um, obviously, new to Triple M footy this year and has been supreme. Our man, uh, Rock, does he yeah. does he feature in the in the finals of uh, sure Nuff Nuff? Because we've got this one here. And I've said it quite frequent, <laughs> frequent with 
quite, quite often as well. <laughs> he's, uh, he's actually probably replaced Bluey a bit this year. He's uh, sort of our Adelaide contingent. He's been in there a lot. And uh, I'm sure he may get a run in the finals. I'm just going through it now. So uh, looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, you struggle with your, your tennis players, you struggle. Oh, they've given and, me one again today. But you're quick. You're like Bill. Like, he, he tries to come up with these words and then he realises he can't say it. But he's very quick to come up with something, a synonym. Which means, do oh. you know what that is? No. It's the same donut, word or same that means the same thing as what you're trying to say. Oh, so what you said there, what were you trying to say? Well, let's find out. And I've said it quite frequent, frequently. Frequently. Quite, quite, quite often as well. Quite frequently and frequently. quite often, yeah. uh, that's a synonym. Oh, yeah, same thing. I can say it. It's just emotional. Frequently is not that hard to say. Robbie was retiring and they've pulled oh, from that. We can yeah, just tell right. where the pecking order is here. Rock's on me yep. and now Burns coming in on straight. Yeah, well, rocks. How good is it? <laughs> it's nice. Though. It's, yeah, you and the, the pecking the, order here at Triple Have you yeah. heard the tech line, uh, text line, haven't you? The there? what? The what? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, for triple five. I've caught up the tech line. (laughs) See, the pressure in here when the lights come on, something something happens to us all. Hey, quickly, Burn, before we let you go, your mob no good last night, unfortunately. They um, got shown up, really, in the second half. They were just too too good, the Brisbane Lions. They probably should have been further in front um, in the game because they had that game cold. And it was, I think, probably everyone, I don't know what you've spoken about this morning, but I think everyone was thinking, geez, this is another blowout, uh, Melbourne, by how far? And to Brisbane's credit, turned around. Barry going to Oliver was massive. Um, their forwards got going. Their, all their midfielders sort of just bought in. Uh, Barry was huge uh, in that second half. And they just got it done. And, and Melbourne couldn't, they couldn't respond. So mm. I, I was very surprised with that result. Um, I thought Melbourne would win. Not, not as much by what people thought. I thought it would be a bit closer than everyone was thinking. But, geez, I didn't pick Brisbane to win at all. And uh, they'll be very disappointed this morning, Melbourne, no doubt. Because Premiership defence. And, again, mm. there was some, some issues. I know the Jake Lever thing was the game was probably done. But, mm. you know, their discipline cost them the week before. Three fifty metre penalties resulting in goals. Another one there, just iced the game, um, finished it off. Okay. So there's got to be some – you've got to look back into that. I reckon they're um, – I don't know whether you say they're they're getting ahead of themselves or they got comfortable, but, you know, that, that'll that come for them because that's what happens when you win a flag and you go poorly the next year, especially coming off – what were they, 10 and 10 zero? 10 zero, yeah. yeah. Something I like think. that. So – and dominating the comp. There was mm. all these markets. They were paying 250 to go undefeated, like mm. – it's hard to think back to that now and to not even make the prelim. You go, well, that is a wasted year. And, you know, but good teams have done it. Richmond did that. They won mm. 17. Uh, they made the prelim but lost it. Um, and then they won the next two. So, you know, you talk about being in the window still. I think they're still there. They probably just need to fix their forward line up a bit. That's the thing that lets them down. Jackson out and you think Grundy in's a good one? Yeah, well, that's all the talk, isn't it? I, I, I think that their forward line needs some work. I don't know. I, I think Wiedemann's good enough to be to play a role, but he's just not in the team enough. Mm. When he comes in, he only gets one or two weeks, and then he's out again. So I think they need to stick with it. Um, yeah, Ben Brett, you got a, Tom McDonald missing was probably big compared to last year. He's another one missing, but. Oh, Grundy's a great replacement, but does Grundy play every week? Mm. If, if Gorn's going well, unless you want to play two Ruckman, and none of them have shot the lights out going forward and when you look at Grundy and Gorn I know he's hard to stand Gorn and he's good bailout kick down the line but he's not going to be leading up mm. taking marks and you know forward craft if you want to call it that and and sh- kicking bags is he so 
geez, I'd be looking at a at a at a forward line that's going to work because that's the only thing that lets them down. Now, midfield elite, defence elite. Again, last night, Steve May, bloody yeah, star. how good's his season been? Yep. Um, so that's that's not a problem. It's just those those goals. Cosy Pickett pretty good last night, um, but yeah, key forward to be good. Good man, Burn. We'll hear you on the rub at 11.30 today. No worries. Thanks, boys. 104.7 Triple M. Go easy. I'm sure quite frequent, frequent with quite, quite, quite often as well. <laughs> 24 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning. It's the Dead Set Legends. New look DSL team, actually, for the next month. Tom Rockcliffe, Trav Head, and Tomo on board. So we thought initiation time, didn't we, Rock? We put our heads together and we finally planned something for the show. Yes, it's like a tradie on the job site for the first time. Yep. He, he wanders down there and we thought, why not have a little bit of fun with Travis? So we were off air, but we made him believe that we were on air yes. and uh, played a little prank on him. We said that there were some tickets available to win, not through Triple M. Through Hetty, yep. You got to call him directly, and uh, it played out not too bad. So that's and, and what were you feeling at this stage as well, Hetty? The most generous I've ever been. Yeah. Uh, no, I was probably more passionate about trying to get five double passes <laughs> to the Adelaide Test match, which is very busy, mostly. <laughs> and then and then he's dropped in, and you can go down the sheds and you can see everyone and meet the boys. I was thinking daylight, day night Test match, eleven o'clock at night finish. Oh. Some average uh, yep. average humans coming through that stage um, <laughs> and just all hanging over Smithy and looking at his bats. I thought that's going to be tough. So here's how it played out. Trav Head believes we are on air, but we're actually off air. It's all pre-recorded. Here it is. We've got some exciting news at Triple M. What do you got? We've got uh, Travis Head, obviously, in the studio. So this isn't a uh, Triple M giveaway. This is a Travis Head giveaway. He's, he's brought a, a little few surprises in for the family out there. So... Um, the West Indies test on the 8th of December, we have five double passes to give away what? full five days at, uh, at Adelaide Oval behind the glass, all food and beverage taken care of, catered for, for the test against the West Indies on the 8th of December. One VIP experience as well. <laughs> what is going on? Where you, you get to go full tour of the change rooms and walk out on the field with the players. This is all thanks to Travis Head. He's bought these tickets in today. We are giving them away. Wow-wee. Thank you so much for organising that, Travis. And, of course, because it's not it's not on Triple M, it's not our giveaway, it's a Travis Head giveaway. He's bought it in. So if you want to want these tickets, call in now. On what, 13335? No, not on the, on, not on the, uh, the hotline at Triple M. Oh, no. You're going to call him go. privately on 04... No, oh. he's not. <laughs> oh, that's not his actual number. That's his number. Call now and he will uh, have these tickets ready to go for you. Glad he's got a number wrong there on the phone. But oh, it does he? It's as big a surprise as me, but Adelaide Test match. Geez, the pims out the back be pretty nice, won't oh, it? It's going to be a su- super. <laughs> You've just given his number out on yeah, live on, radio. On, yeah, oh, 04. Call now. We have six <laughs> tickets to give away, five doubles and one VIP experience tr- to give away. Is your phone going? Is it? Yeah, there's the first one of the day. Oh, oh that's mum. Oh, it's that's your mum. mum. Oh, yeah, okay. No, we got away with that one. Oh, so. Okay. Poor timing. Mum's just making sure it's not the right number. Oh, no. This can't be right. You've got the tickets, don't you? Tickets? Uh, Adelaide <laughs> Test Match. We'll be able to get a couple. Um, <laughs> depends how good the calls are. Is this, is this, this is Reggie Ditch. You've just read his number out live on air. Well, yeah, you, that's that's. Uh, is that randoms or? Well, that's a, that's the first one of the day. Oh. Second one. <laughs> Mate, people are going to hear this. There are thousands of people listening. Well, he said yesterday that we don't have any listeners, so we thought we'll see how many listeners we have. We'll give his number out, and they can. 
Call it's him fair. up. It's fair. I've, I've let the up. team down early last night um, on the, with the boys last night. But um, that's all right. We're on to bigger, better things, and we're going to have a good show, aren't we? So right. look forward to it. Um, okay, we'll do a footy review next. This is weird. That's brutal. 104.7, triple M. Mike's off. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you serious? I shouldn't have probably gave his number out, eh? Oh. That's the same number rang twice now. They must want to answer it. He wants the tickets. Yeah. Five double passes. Mate, they've just given your number out. Oh, well. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have said work experience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. You... Yeah, no, it's just one. Well, it's just one bloke at the moment. Oh no, there you go. Oh my god, mate, this is no, gonna... no, two people. This is going to go people on. Listening, four people listening. This is going to go on all morning, mate. It's doing a stir. What are you? Yeah, but you're, 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 everyone's going to you have do... your number now. Yeah, well, that's all right, mate. Can I please have? <laughs> oh. This is like marketplace. Oh. I better win, mate. I'm the best bloke. Wait, why would you do that, Rob? Hey, mate, would you love tickets, please? <laughs> There's three. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to call Vodafone. Yeah. Number. <laughs> That's my afternoon sorted. You, yeah, you'll be trying to sort that out. Yeah. So it's six double passes. Six double. Five double passes. Five doubles and, and one. And through the sheds there. with Smithy. With one bloke. He's running four times, this one bloke. Can I please have? You're going to have to get him. Can I win the tickets, please? Please, I love you. I love cricket. Please, oh. can I? Please, can I? <laughs> oh, no. And he keeps ringing. You're going to... I don't see block numbers. Yeah. You, me, Rock Bluey have the night in the town after. <laughs> Written, Trav, give me the tickets, win a win a chicken dinner, come to the box with us, Hetty. We'll have beers, Hetty. I'll come watch you score a chun, Trav. I better win, mate. I'm the best bloke. You, me, Rock Blue. We'll have the best night in the town. Have I won? Oh. <laughs> and he's ringing again. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone's got to have your number. Yeah, well, no, if I just keep blocking them. <laughs> keep going, mate. There's like 50,000 people listening to this. Pick me. My son would love to go, Kelly. Jeez, I'm going to have some messages to go through. Yeah. I thought there was Heap after the baby bird. You're going to have more now. Why is that buzzing so much? He's rang six times. Hetty. It didn't go there, It's all mate. pre-recorded. It's a tough start. This... Who's ringing me then? <laughs> we've got some sales reps. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay because we've got... Um, there's only four blokes right now. So it's okay. We set them up to, uh, to call Set them up to call you. That's good. Read your number out on air and see how you reacted. That's good. Not too bad. <laughs> you were good. A lot better than I would have. Yeah. <laughs> I would have stormed out. I would have nah. belted someone and gone out. Exactly, just start blocking numbers. Hetty, <laughs> you are a hell of a sport, mate. I tell you what, I was. Uh, I would have been nowhere near that. Probably the hardest part was getting the tickets. It's one of Rob's best. I was probably more nervous about how we're going to get the tickets and how I'm going to pull that one out. But um, he had no worries about his number going live. Nah. Live. Yeah, well, let's Adelaide. not get in a habit. Let's not think. That <laughs> Let's not think I'm fine by just throwing an umbrella out to everyone in Adelaide. But, um, yeah. Can you imagine John 48's had a skinful out the back? Him and Smithy. <laughs> Triple M. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. AFL Newsbreaker, Jay Clark. We venture over to Melbourne to get all the footy goss out of Jay Z Clark, and he joins us right now. Speaking of Melbourne, mate, no good last night. No, it was a uh, it was another poor second half fade out, wasn't it? Now this is something that's haunted Melbourne all season. They've led in games up by four or five goals in the first half. You know they've been good out of the middle, and then they've really tired. So 
Melbourne, over the next couple of weeks, will have a really good hard look at what Simon Goodwin last night said were their vulnerabilities, which were pretty clear to see, weren't they? So one, the um, second half fade outs, which might might go to a, an issue of midfield rotation. So is Melbourne's strengths also their weakness? They've got those superstar on ballers in Petrarca and Oliver, but how much do they rotate those guys? How much rest do they give them? Because if they're unable to keep that up in the second half, that's where it seems that teams are able to overrun them and uh, outpower them in the second half. That'd be a big issue. Secondly, that forward connection. So with Ben Brown, it's been largely out of form all year. And last night, that forward half connection was again was again an issue. Luke Jackson, we are still expecting him to request the trade home to Fremantle. There would have to be a big backflip over the next 48 hours for him to stay at Melbourne. Everyone around this is still expecting him to go. They'll ask for two first-round uh, draft picks uh, in return and then hope that Jacob Van Ruyen, um, can develop as a blossoming key forward. He was fantastic in his first year this year. And as Tom Rockliffe revealed, I don't know how many months ago, oh, Brody yeah. Grundy would leave Collingwood. <laughs> I tell you what, it's just, it could be the story of the year, Rocky. There's just that. It was outstanding. He is still expected to go to Melbourne, and that's where the Ds will join those two All-Australian Ruckmen together. Gorn and Grundy, it'll be the big story of the summer. How can they work together? It's going to be absolutely fascinating. I'll tell you what, old Rock's going from six to midnight in here. Oh, the old Grundy stuff, oh, <laughs> Jay-Z, I'll tell you. <laughs> what, what gong do I win this year, Jay? Yeah, a pay rise. That's <laughs> now, Jay-Z, there's a little bit of footage of come out about Joe Berry and a little bit of contact. Is it nothing to see or is there a little bit there? No, there's something there. So it's just whether it's intentional or careless. Now, I reckon there's enough mitigating circumstances around this for Jared Berry to get away with careless, which downgrades it to a fine. Now, the AFL, this is, it's a line ball call, and the AFL hates this look. So they'll, they'll talk long and hard today about whether they put it to the tribunal, graded as intentional, put it to the tribunal, and then really test it, make him squirm over the next 48 hours. But at the end of the day, Oliver's on top of him. He's looking to the side. It's fleeting contact. I think Jared Berry, whatever process this takes, Jared Berry will be playing next week because I don't see it as, as an intentional move. It was more sort of him being squashed and reaching out probably where he shouldn't have. You know, quick mention. So I think that Jared Berry plays next week against the Cats in that preliminary final. Yeah, I think you'll get off as well, Jay. Now, the big trade yep. news over here is yes. Isaac Rankin and uh, Junior yep. Rioli. Yes, so Junior Rioli, I can tell you, um, as of an hour ago, still hasn't formally requested a trade to Port Adelaide, but expecting him to make his way to the power in exchange, probably for a second-round pick, maybe that Carl Amon pick. The power, love his run, his pressure. It's going to be the biggest contract of his life. And the sooking from West Coast and the people in West Australia, he owes the club. i tell you what who he owes. He owes his family. That's where his loyalty lies. So I think that'll be the driving factor and the decision to go to um, Port Adelaide, unless West Coast come back, reassess, change the offer. That's what we'll have to do. Isaac Rankin, I think he makes his way to Adelaide. I think that pick five goes uh, to the Gold Coast. And I'll tell you what, with Phil Thorpe, Rochelle and uh, Isaac Rankin in uh, that Adelaide forward line, um, there will be some exciting uh, stuff. What I didn't touch on before was Joe Danaher. So Joe Danaher last night for Brisbane um, didn't participate in the game, the semi-final, the cutthroat game, because he went back home to be with his partner for their birth of their first child. Now, this is a difficult one, but it has been warmly embraced by the football club. Now, Travis, you being the um, superstar current player that you are, just imagine yourself the fifth test, Lords, you know, a day before the game, the series is tied to all, 
and you get a you get a phone call from your partner. Can you jump on the first plane back? What would you do? Well, having experienced it in the last week, I would have been on the plane. I think, uh, like you said, I think it would have been. It's not like it's popped up out of the blue. They would have had a. Everyone would have been on the same page, uh, and everyone supports that. So I think whatever your partner um, comes up with and, and, and thinks, and, and you've got to keep the, the household the best and the main priority, and it's something that yeah you can't miss out on again. So very tough. What about you, Jay Z? What would you do? Mate, my, all my stuff would be out on the front lawn if I played the game of footy or game of cricket. I'd be dragged back to my, on my ear that quickly. I couldn't, I would be, I'd be on the first plane back. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Otherwise, I'd find my socks, my shoes, my clothes, my board shorts, sprawled out across the front lawn. So no real option there. Uh, you're a good man, Jay-Z. Thanks so much for jumping on board and enjoy the final tonight. Uh, good on you, boys. 21 minutes past 11 o'clock. 104.7 Triple M, it's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tomo and Travis Head. We've got the great man for the next month and uh, we're done and dusted, mate. Three to go for you. How'd you go? Not bad. Pulled out a few stops uh, <laughs> along the way. I thought I dealt with them not too bad. What do you reckon? No, I think you've uh, super, mate, especially when Rocky's trying to prank you as well. He tried to give out your number on air. He th- you, you know, you thought we were on air, but we we're off air. If you missed any of that, you can get it on the podcast. How are we feeling? Yeah, I've got some, I've got some learning to do, learn around the traps around here. Um, and you Rocky see that thing? In, Rocky came in with a real confidence this morning, didn't he? He was really happy with his work. The red light's on. Yeah, um, so that means the mic's on. Yeah, and there was a beanie over that, so I'll, I'll, I'll play that um, a bit later. But no, hopefully fun for the listeners, and yeah, it's good to have a laugh. Nah, you're a star, mate. Enjoy whatever you're doing for the, for the rest of your Saturday, and the rub is up next. Do not miss it. Bernie Vince in here, very, very fired up to give you a nice helping on 104.7 at Triple M. This has been the Dead Set Legends. Make sure you grab the podcast on the listener app.